Oh yeah, there's that sound. I haven't done this in a while, an After Dark podcast. Although I do tend to record, I don't know what I'm doing anymore, you guys. There's no rhyme or reason to this. You can't count on me for anything. <laughs> Let's face it. Uh, but it is Friday night. This is an After Dark podcast. It, it brings me great sadness to uh, actually have an After Dark podcast. I didn't plan on talking about this, but as some of you know, uh, the After Dark podcast name was named after the After Dark, the club, the nightclub from Beverly Hills 90210, uh, which is one of my favorite shows of all time. Not my number one favorite show. My number one favorite show of all time is Leave It to Beaver, believe it or not. But, uh, and the great Luke Perry passed away this week, along with uh, another person I loved dearly from afar, uh, Brody Stevens, the comedian. So there was a lot of death going on, all at the same time that my, uh, I've been having a lot of problems with my cardiovascular system again. So anyway, uh, what was I talking about? Anyway, it's an After Dark podcast, which is named after the Beverly, uh, what is it called? The Peach Pit After Dark on Beverly Hills 90210. And uh, RIP to Luke Perry and uh, also to Brody Stevens. If you guys don't know Brody Stevens, uh, sadly you can you know get into him now but if i had the pleasure of getting to see him live in real life a couple many times and oh my god there was nothing like him so i'm very sad about that i never got to meet luke perry i never saw him in real life but the character of dylan mckay was a big deal to me if you want to know more about me and my love of beverly hills 90210 there is a podcast out there where i talk about it and how I identify with the character of Dylan McKay. Uh, that is called The Beverly Blaze. And you can look for that podcast out there on all the places you find podcasts. Uh, I just wrote down one note to tell you guys, and I did it accidentally in this blue ink. And have I ever discussed how much I hate blue ink? I don't like blue ink pens. Um, there was one person I never should have been friends with in my life. I normally have a great judge of character. Uh, a lot of my friends would tell me that's so not true, but I think I do have a great judge of character, but there was one time I was wrong. And that person was obsessed with blue ink pens. And I should have known right then and there that he and I, I, I gave it away, it was a guy, uh, should have stayed away from each other. But we didn't, and the rest is history. Um, by the way, speaking of that, last time I recorded, uh, I mentioned something, I remember vaguely mentioning something about somebody, a friend who, I don't know, did something to me. I don't know what it was. I'm sh but anyway, I said, you know, I referred to the fact that I didn't speak to that friend anymore. And I just was wanting to mention something on a personal note. There, you know, as I've gotten healthier, uh, which I don't mean to sound like a broken record, but as I've gotten healthier, I will say it's been very hard because I, uh, on the friend front, because there have been several people I've had to um, back way away from. Uh, you know, there's just these dynamics that are unhealthy that a lot of us form. Some of us not. You may not, uh, or you may be like me and form bizarre bonds with people who you shouldn't form bonds with. And 
it becomes unhealthy. And I used to be very accepting of unacceptable behavior uh, with many people in my life. And slowly but surely I've come around and that's painful because there are so many people who just don't, don't mix well with me, who make me feel unhealthy and make me do unhealthy things and uh, think un in unhealthy ways. And anyway, I just wanted to mention that sometimes in certain recovery or if you're in sobriety, um, for me, it's more like emotional sobriety. You have to say goodbye to people, places, things, whatever it is. And mine was at one point, somebody who loved blue ink. <laughs> so, but I love any of you guys, if you love blue ink, I've come around, I don't hate it quite as much, but I have a real love for black ink and specifically ultra fine tip, uh, markers or pens. And so I don't love blueing, but I do love all marker, all markers of all colors. So my favorites are these guys, Tombow. Hold on. What do we, what do we call these? Tombow, T-O-M-B-O-W, acid-free markers. Um, these are amazing. I've, I got the whole set now of every color they have. And that is awesome. And that was, uh, they're blue. So that's different. If it's a marker, I love blue markers. I use them all the time for organizational purposes. Anyway. Hi guys. How's it, how, how's it doing? How's it going? I've got some incense cranking over here. I have socks on, which is rare for me, but I've got socks on, uh, my floor in my studio is dirty. I finished my big drawing. I don't remember what I've told you guys and what I haven't told you guys. Cause I've been pretty ill. Uh, so I know I haven't checked in as much as I should, but I honestly have been so, uh, feeling so badly that I don't know what, what, where we were, where we left off. I don't know. And I'm so sorry. Let's see. Let me hear, uh, let me tell you guys some things that I've been up to. Um, besides feeling like I'm going to die any minute now, I have been watching the two fire festival documentaries and holy moly, First of all, Chris Smith, who did American Movie, who I've, who, which is something I've read from on here. My favorite movie of all time is the documentary American Movie uh, by Chris Smith. And uh, he did the Netflix documentary about the Fire, Fire, F-Y-R-E Fire, Festival. Incredible documentary. I can't recommend it enough. Uh... I'm not going to say much about it, but I say watch it. I didn't like the Hulu one as much, so I'm going to say don't watch that necessarily. Um, hold on. I'm going to drink something. I watched my first episode of Gomer Pyle. I've never seen Gomer Pyle with, what's his name? The comedian Jim Neighbors. Isn't that his name? Man, I had always thought this isn't going to be a show for me. I always kind of believed that, but I was wrong. I was laughing so hard. That was a nice uh, change of pace. Um, I'm rewatching Felicity. I may have mentioned that. Maybe not. Uh, I, yeah, I said I finished my drawing. I just went on a walk to try to, sometimes when I get my heart, well, my cardiologist recommends me getting my heart rate up actually. Um, it keeps my skipped beats and palpitations and pounding heart like it keeps it a little lower, at least while I walk. So it feels good to get a break from it. It's when I'm still, I feel it. You can see my heart pounding through my shirts, even through a shirt and a sweater like I'm wearing right now. So I went for a walk and what did I see? I was pretty much alone. I got to say, 
at about the time I was taking the walk, it was so beautiful outside. Um, the sky tonight was more like a Texas sky here in California, and that was amazing. This was orange, very fiery, and very ominous. And then as that died down, it became, the orange became weird shades of gray, green, and then the other side of the sky was really bright blue with these huge gray-white clouds. Anyway, I was having a great time walking around. I walked really, really fast. And I didn't encounter anybody, I don't think, but I picked up a coffee on the way home. Decaf, don't worry, decaf only. I probably shouldn't be having decaf. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I was kind of on fire to talk to you guys. I was feeling like, yeah, I'm excited. I'm feeling a little bit better after this walk. But then when I got in the room, I kind of felt like, oh man, I'm, a, I'm kind of a mess. And, um, yeah, just anybody else suffering from any physical problems, I'm very sorry uh, that you do as well. And to anybody who deals with people who deal with health problems, I actually really have a lot of empathy for you. I can only imagine how, <laughs> maybe annoying's not the word, but confusing as to how you can help these people or, or be there for them. Because sadly, sometimes when people say, how can I, you know, what can I do? Is there anything I can do? I, I want to be sarcastic and be like, yeah, give me a new heart. How about that? Uh, <laughs> but that's not that's not nice. That's mean and and lame of me. I mean, I do try to ask, but that's there's nothing anybody can do. <laughs> you know, it makes me want to cry. I, w I wish there was something anybody could do, but there's not. Uh, I just have to feel bad a lot, and that's horrible. Especially, I was I had never felt better in some ways. I felt really really extra inspired and excited to make new work and this new drawing has prompted all sorts of things in me and uh now all that just kind of goes on hold for a while I think maybe not but at least the uh vigor with which I was feeling towards all of it towards all of the things I do and want to do has to slow down um you know, and I am very thankful to my friend Eric who gave me a, a good talking to today about how I probably am feeling worse because I pushed my limits too much while I've been working in the last, you know, three months here. Um, and I did. I, I can't overdo it. I'm, a, I'm not a young person anymore, and I'm a person who has a really bad heart and anyway so you I can't do this anymore I can't be like this anymore but I want to it's like I'm an addict or something but anyway uh, I want to say you know what in order to switch gears first of all a reminder I will be having this show no matter how I feel opening in New York City April 25th uh, at Susan Inglet Gallery and I'm so excited to share this work with people uh, there's also a show up at the, I just got this note, MFA uh, Houston, which I love that museum. One of the first museums I've ever um, was a part of the collection. And they have one of my uh, bigger drawings up, a drawing called Disruptions, is up in an exhibit that I wish I could see. I would do anything to go to Houston right now called Fear and Wonder, Sublime Landscapes on Paper, Selections from the Museum's Collection. And that 
yeah, that's on view through August 4th. So you can see that if you're in Houston. Uh, rare chance to see that piece, which is never, not really, hasn't really been shown very often. And they just acquired it through a wonderful collector uh, named Cecily Horton. So I'm really excited about that. That was through my show at Diesel, which I was so happy about earlier last year. But speaking of Texas and good news, I wanted to say that I'd like to share with you guys good news that I can now share, which felt like it dropped out of the sky. Sometimes great things just happen out of nowhere. I kind of thought that kind of thing stopped happening to me a long ass time ago, but apparently not. So uh, one of my favorite museums uh, that I've ever been to happens to be in Fort Worth, Texas. It's the Modern Art Museum of Fort Worth. And I am having a solo exhibition there this fall. So in late October, uh, I thought it was early October, but I think it's going to be late October. You guys, anybody who gets a chance to go there will get a chance to see. It's kind of operating like a whatever age I am, mid-career, early mid-career, something. God, knowing me, late career, uh, retrospective. And... <laughs> It's not really a retrospective, but in a way it is because it's basically we're going to pull all of my best, sorry, I just did a loud swallow, best works together. And I haven't had a show like this ever. It's been a long time since I had a lot of my big, you know, multi-panel drawings in one space. So, and a million other drawings. In fact, I'm thinking about even showing a drawing that I made when I was in kindergarten. So this is going to be wild and exciting and kind of mimicking my book, Robin O'Neill, what's it called? 20 Years of Drawings from Archon Publications. So go ahead, I'll put a link, I'll try to remember to put a link. You can buy the book, get prepared for the show, but um, I am really, really, really excited about that. Uh, if I don't sound like it, it's just because I don't feel good, but I, this is something that, I don't know, just of in the realm of my art life, this has been something that has made me beyond happy. So I just want to throw that out there. Let me hit pause and get something to read to you guys. Okay, I'm back. Now, here's an admission. I have never read Patterson by William Carlos Williams. And I've read a lot of William Carlos Williams. And I've glanced at Patterson and kind of not skimmed it, that's, but I've looked... I often love to look at any book, whether it be fiction, nonfiction, poetry, and open it to random pages and read it and read it read backwards, kind of read throughout. Just, I occasionally, I actually often do that before I really read the book. So um, I had been doing that. I finally bought my own copy of Patterson. Um, and this is a New Directions paperback, by the way. It's a beautiful book. Perfect book. You know when a book is the perfect size and shape and feel and everything's good about it. That's this book. So anyway, um, but as I've been starting to finally read it, I wanted to read a bit of it uh, for you guys. And what we know about William Carlos Williams. God, have I ever read him on here? Um, born in 1883 in uh, where? Pat Patterson, New Jersey? Somewhere around there. In New Jersey. <laughs> died at the age of 79 and he was a doctor his whole life along with being an incredible writer poet um but yeah he was a pediatrician i think so that's what i know about him i don't know as much about him as i should but i would love to know more and i'm glad i'm finally reading what many consider his masterpiece it says on the back here 
Here's a quote by William Carlos Williams. A man in himself is a city, beginning, seeking, achieving, and concluding his life in ways which the various aspects of a city may embody. And Patterson, isn't Patterson a book of like five books? Uh, I don't know if they came out. I'm going to learn a lot more about this as I start it, but I'm just going to read you a passage that I found. I don't know. Everything about this is blowing my mind. How I've never read this before is beyond me. I'm not ashamed. Keep in mind, everybody, I just want to say, I'm never ashamed. I shouldn't be ashamed of anything. I, you know, I have read my fair share in life. I haven't read as much as many people, uh, especially a lot of you guys, because you guys are writers and big time readers. And I, you know, have spent a lot of time here on the walls uh, drawing so and looking at images. So I just want to remind everybody uh, just hello. My name is Robin O'Neill. I'm an artist. I have no formal training in anything involving literature or poetry. I am not a critic. I do only read things I love on here, and I don't criticize the th things I dislike, but I do dislike a lot of literature and poetry, <laughs> a whole lot. But I keep that off of here because this is about praising things and finding, finding things worth living for. Um, so that's why this is a... Uh, Anyway, that's where I am. I'm an artist. I'm not, I have nothing to do with any of this stuff. So I didn't go to school for this. So that's why sometimes I may read something you find idiotic, or I may say something that's really stupid, but I really don't care because uh, I'm not claiming to be an expert on anything. I'm being, I'm here's what I'm claiming. I'm a person moved by things. <laughs> and I loved, I love the excitement of sharing this with people. Oh my God, just to go back in time, one of the reasons I have this podcast is because my whole life, my favorite thing was show and tell. If I had any random human being in here, which I do often when somebody's working on the apartment or fixing a light bulb or whatever, uh, you, you know, I love to show them something. I always show them something in here. It's just something I naturally tend to do. Um, and that's what I'm doing here right now. So this is what I loved. So long. Later. Beautiful thing. I saw you. Yes, said the lady of the house to my questioning. Downstairs, by the laundry tubs, and she pointed, smiling, to the basement, still smiling, and went out and left me with you, alone in the house, lying there, ill. I don't at all think that you were ill. By the wall on your damp bed, your long body stretched out negligently on the dirty sheet. Where is the pain? You put on a simper designed not to reveal. The small window with two panes, my eye level of the ground, the furnace odor gone to hell. The hell that could not keep with the advancing season of pity. For I was overcome by amazement and could do nothing but admire and lean to care for you in your quietness, who looked at me, smiling, and we remained thus looking at each other in silence. You lethargic waiting upon me, waiting for the fire and I attendant upon you, shaken by your beauty, shaken by your beauty, shaken, flat on your back in a low bed, waiting under the mud-plashed windows among the scabrous dirt of the holy sheets. You showed me your legs, scarred as a child by the whip. Read, bring the mind back, attendant upon the page to the day's heat. The page also is the same beauty, a dry beauty of the page beaten by whips. 
a tapestry hound with his thread teeth drawing crimson from the throat of the unicorn, a yelping of white hounds under a ceiling like that of San Lorenzo, the long painted beams straight across that preceded the domes and arches, more primitive, square-edged, a docile queen, not bothered to stick her tongue out at the moon, indifferent through loss, but queenly, in bad luck, the luck of the stars, the black stars, the night of a mine, dear heart, it's all for you, my dove, my changeling. Um, unfortunately, I got so excited by that that my heart started to beat really bad again. Uh, that's the problem with my heart condition, by the way, is that even in happiness, it's not like anxiety, bad anxiety. It's like anything that excites me at all makes me feel terrible. So, and that sucks because I'm a person who gets really excited all the, t all the time. You know, that's just who I am. I'm excitable. Uh, anyway, you guys, it's 21 minutes. My time's up. Happy Friday. Happy weekend. Uh, sorry again, I haven't been here. Well, I haven't been here regularly, but I'm back now reading you things. Let me know what you think of Patterson yourself. I'm sure all of you have already read it. I'm excited to join your club. Uh, be good to yourselves. That's all I've got. Good night, everybody.